We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, that was a rough watch. And I think when we talk about what we saw last night in NBA All-Star Weekend, we have a decision to make for Adam Silver because at this point we are being held hostage by the corniest generation of NBA all-stars that has ever graced this league and a commissioner who is more concerned about making sure the players like him than the fan experience. So if Adam Silver doesn't wake up and do something about this, This whole terrible all-star game, all-star weekend experience that we have been suffering through for the last few years, if you didn't do something about this, it will have a ripple effect that could put the NBA on track to become the NHL or to become, dare I say, Major League Baseball. What's up, guys? This is EJ Stewart filling in for the great Maggie Gray and Andrew Perloff. Of course, I'm the executive producer of this show every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., I'll be filling it for the next four hours. So you're going to get, there's no one else here, okay? It's no Maggie, no Andrew, no Pete the Body Bilotti, no Andrew Bogish. But they got your boy here still because <laughs> I still got to work. But it's all good. I'm going to hold y'all down for the next four hours. We've got a great show for you guys today. We'll be talking plenty about this terrible All-Star Game experience. We'll also talk about some very interesting comments from the likes of LeBron James who casts some doubt as to whether or not he really will be playing deep into his 40s as we enter now. Uh, he entered his 20th All-Star Game appearance. Is the clock ticking on King James? And is that actually a good thing? I actually think it may be a good thing for the league, so we'll talk about that as well. We got plenty of football stuff as well. I saw something that excited me a ton Usually, I'm not someone who gets really excited about Vegas odds and all that stuff. But I saw something exciting me a ton when it came to a potential landing spot for one of the uh, free agent QBs we'll have this offseason. And why I you think that maybe we could see a repeat of what we saw with the Los Angeles Rams when they added Matt Stafford. So we'll get to all that stuff a little bit. Number to call in, 855-212-4CBS. That is 855-212-4227. If you want to remain a living, thriving sports spectacle, really there are two things that are inarguable when it comes to the fan experience that you have to have. Number one, you have to be must-watch. You have to be can't-miss. And number two, you have to grab the youth. We're in a world with high-speed internet access, Streaming services at our footsteps, at our fingertips. Any and all ways to keep us entertained at hours and hours at a time, we have access to because of the advancement of technology. There is more competition than ever for our attention. 
And I know firsthand last night because as I was racing to finish Netflix's Love is Blind ahead of this All-Star game, I kept thinking, well, uh, the last year's All-Star game was crap, so I'm not going to go crazy about making sure I see the beginning of this game. Of course, the game ended up starting 840. We'll get to that a little later. But the competition that exists right now for your attention is as great as it's ever been. Which is why I sat there watching this glorified layup line and three-point contest wondering, who the hell is this supposed to be for? So the game was played last night in Indiana, which is the home state of one of the NBA's greatest players, Larry Bird. And before last night's festivities, here is Larry Legend asking the players just one thing, just one thing Larry Legend wanted to see from last night's All-Star game. The one thing I would really like to see is they play hard tonight in this uh, tonight in this All Star game. I think it's very important when you have the best the best players in the world together. You got to compete and you got to play hard, and you got to show the fans how good they really are. Sorry, Larry, you couldn't do it for you. Doesn't matter that you're one of the all time greats. Doesn't matter that you're respected as one of the best competitors this league has ever seen. Doesn't matter what you've done for not only the NBA, but for the state of Indiana where they were holding last night's All-Star game. Your word meant crap to those players that stepped out on the court. And guess what? Larry, Larry Bird is right. If I wanted to watch players give half-assed effort, launch a bunch of three-pointers every, every, uh, every two seconds, I could turn around and turn on the Detroit Pistons. I'm sure they play on Wednesday. I didn't have to watch that in what it's supposed to be one of the biggest events of the NBA season. There's nothing can't miss about watching players take turns taking half-court shots and getting wide-open layups. Again, if I wanted to see that, I'd turn on the San Antonio Spurs tomorrow. This crap is crap. And you can't even say that this event is for kids anymore. The game didn't start till 8.40 Eastern time, so I don't know whose kids are up staying up for this, number one. And then I'm watching the game, and I'm, I'm seeing those, those beautiful, wonderful angels that they were showing in the crowd. You got the kids from the Special Olympics. You got the kids from the Boys and Girls Club of America, of, of America and in particular of Indianapolis. The game was supposed to be played in honor of them. The players on the court are playing for charity money for those kids. I saw some of those kids, they looked like they were dozing off. Some of those kids, it looked like they were having a hard time even staying awake for what was going on on the 96 feet happening on the court. That's how boring that game was. And I thought things couldn't get worse than they were in Utah last year. But somehow, this collection of players found a way to make All-Star Weekend not just a non-fun experience, they actually found a way to make All-Star Weekend, an event that's created for fans, a torturous experience for fans. And I think what ticks me off the most is one by one, you'll 
see these interviews. A lot of these players are doing big-time media availabilities throughout the weekend. And one by one, you'll see each player talk about the late, great Kobe Bryant, how much they love Kobe Bryant, how much Kobe Bryant's on their Mount Rushmore, how much Kobe Bryant is their GOAT, blah, 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 blah. And we have an all-star game where the MVP award is named after the late, great Kobe Bryant. I'm sitting here in our studios in New York City as a Knicks fan rocking a Lakers jersey. People are probably in on the stream. Shout out to the stream. If you're on Twitch.tv, if you're on YouTube, CBS Sports Radio, you're probably wondering, why is EJ, the Knicks fan, wearing the Lakers jersey? Why wear this jersey? Because, number one, this is actually an NBA All-Star Game jersey. There was a time back in the day where players actually wore their own jerseys. And as you can see very closely on the right side here, there's a patch, an All-Star Game patch in 1998. That is Kobe Bryant's first All-Star Game that took place at Madison Square Garden. That is, to me, the advent of my love for the NBA. It was Jordan's last All-Star Game as a Bull. He was going on one-on-one with Kobe Bryant. It was a truly must-see Spectacle, Kobe Bryant, 19 years old, starting the All-Star game. Everything I love about the NBA, I think, can be cultivated in that game. It's the Battle of Errors. It's Madison Square Garden. It's New York City. It's everything you could ask for. So when it came to wearing and finding throwback throwback jerseys I wanted to wear, I made sure that getting the Kobe Bryant 1998 All-Star Game jersey was a top of the list. I wasn't look, I'm a Knicks fan. I was not going to wear a Bulls jersey. I'm sorry. I was not I love Mike and all he's done. I'm not wearing a Michael Jordan Bulls jersey as a Knicks fan. So I wasn't going to go that far. But this is one of the favorite jerseys that I own because of how much it means to me as a fan and then of course, you know, with Kobe's passing, I think it's important to kind of honor his legacy. And it's a shame thinking about how much these guys talk about wanting to honor Kobe's legacy and then they did what they did last night. And if you think Kobe would have been cool with that, again, a guy whose name uh, bears across the MVP award for this game, if you think Kobe Bryant actually would have been okay with this game, a game that he was the MVP four times of in his career, here is what Kobe Bryant had to say speaking on the Knuckleheads podcast with Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles about what he'd like to see from the All-Star game. I think the All-Star game in general needs a little revamping because it used to be competitive. Yeah. It used to be competitive. And, like, you know, fans want to see the best pickup game in the world. Yeah. That's what this is. They don't yeah. want to see you running up and down and dunking and doing all this crazy. Like, they want to see the what happens when you get this collection of best basketball players on the planet and they play and they go head up against each other. Man. Yeah. I mean, you guys play harder at a pickup game in UCLA. I mean, what are we doing here, guys? And he's right about that, by the way. <laughs> Look, we got the footage, too, because these guys love to show their workouts. They love to show these pickup games that happen on their Instagrams to get that engagement. So we see the competitive level at these UCLA pickups or these pickups in New York City at Chris Brinkley's gym. We see it. And it don't look anything like we saw last night. So I asked Adam Silver, are you a commissioner? Are you actually a commissioner? Or do you just want to just be buddies and pals with the players that allow that you allow to walk over you at every single moment. Because I just left the biggest spectacle we have in sports. The Super Bowl. I was there last week. And I saw firsthand how far the NFL goes, the lengths that they take to make sure the Super Bowl is as big, as important, 
and as awesome as it can possibly be. They cannot control how well the game is played, but they do everything else in their power to make sure that game is as must-watch, must-see, can't-miss as possible. And I don't think it is healthy for the NBA to go from most of the fans in America who have not been tuned into you watching the Super Bowl and then they find out the next weekend, okay, what do we have on docket now that the Super Bowl is over, NFL season is over? Oh, we got NBA All-Star. All right, well, I haven't been paying much of the NBA season, but maybe this is a good time to tune in and see what's going on. And then they were subjected to the following. Players shooting left-handed who are right-handed in skills competitions. You have announcers taking historic moments like Stephen Curry and Sabrina Ionescu. One of the things that actually went right during NBA All-Star Weekend. The announcers can't even focus on the moment because they're too busy talking about how big or small the basketballs are between men and women and whether or not the women should be shooting from the NBA line or the, the women's three-point line. You had a dunk contest where the judges were rigging it for one of the star players. <laughs> and then you had an All-Star game where guys are taking turns taking half-court shots. Thank God Damian Little was playing because he actually could make some of them. I am as hardcore an NBA fan as they come. My favorite sporting event growing up as a kid was NBA All-Star Weekend. So, unfortunately, I will watch whatever crap they probably give me. That does not mean I don't think about the health of the sport. I don't think about the health of the league. What fan that spent... Time witnessing the ultimate sports high that was the Super Bowl last week is going to tune in to more of the NBA after watching the crap they saw last night. And it's a real shame because this has actually been one of the most competitive NBA regular seasons we've had in years. In-season tournament was a success. The ratings for the regular season this year across the board have been higher than it's been in years. We have new stars emerging left and right. We have new teams emerging left and right. NBA season has been pretty good so far. But it doesn't matter because so many people were so focused on the NFL that now when they come back and this is their first taste of NBA basketball, they're disgusted, and they should be. I think there are ways you can fix the All-Star game. I don't think this has to just go by the wayside like the Pro Bowl did. But make no mistake about it. There's this attitude that, well, because the NBA has so much money, the players make so much money, everybody's so satisfied that this thing is just going to go on forever. It doesn't matter what you give the fans. You know who else said that? Horse racing. Didn't matter what happened with the horses. Didn't matter how we you know, you know adjusted with the times. It was one of the biggest sports in the 20s and 30s. It would be the, they thought it would be the, one of the biggest sports Forever. Guess what? That didn't happen. You know who else said it didn't matter about the fan experience and it mattered more about their bottom line? Boxing. Boxing at one point was the big sport, was the top thing in America. If you were the heavyweight champion of the world, you were the most famous athlete, the best athlete in America. Ask boxing what happens when you ignore the fan experience. When you say that these things like spectacles and these events that you create that they don't matter, that you can just put on whatever and people will watch. Ask Boston how that did for them. 
So I don't know why the NBA thinks that they could just get away with this. Maybe it is because they feel like they could just get away with whatever because guys are making so much money. The players certainly think so. That's why I started this saying that we have the corniest group of NBA All-Stars this league has ever seen. Because when you ask them why you don't play hard, they give you nonsense answers. Adam Silver, before the game, said one of the reasons why players said that they don't play hard is because the player introductions are too long. <laughs> the player introductions are too long. It's too elaborate. It's too many bells and whistles. So it doesn't feel like a real game. Which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But to, I guess, Adam Silver's credit, last night they actually tried to limit the amount of player introductions. Now, it took them still 40 minutes to start the game. But player introductions were much shorter. They were not as elaborate as they've been in previous years. It wasn't guys walking off a big stage or anything crazy like that. So the guy said, okay, you met our demand that we don't want more elaborate player introductions. So instead of giving you 20%, we will give you 22% effort. So when we talk about whether or not the All-Star game is say worth saving and whether it has to be saved, the answer is 100% yes. Any sport that is not the NFL cannot afford to have primary events where you're, you're bringing in your biggest eyeballs because that's what the All-Star game does. Whether you're talking about Major League Baseball, whether you're talking about NBA, both of those sports, their biggest viewing audiences come from All-Star games. We can talk, laugh about, all oh, All-Star games don't matter. <laughs> Most people <laughs> who watch these sports the, the biggest, most watched events of these sports are All-Star games, so they do matter to some degree. And if you're telling me it's for the fans, it cannot be a torturous experience because that's what that was. That was so boring. I think there are ways you can fix the All-Star game. So have no fear. EJ is here. 855-212-4227. I have a three-point plan that I believe can fix NBA All-Star Weekend. But I also want to hear from you, 855-212-4227, because when I ever sit in this host chair, I always give you guys two guarantees. EJ will always keep it 100, and EJ's ducking no smoke. So if you feel a certain way about the NBA All-Star game last night, and you want to jump in, Call 855-212-4227. Like I said, I am ducking no smoke. If you don't want to call in because you're like, oh, well, I don't know what's going on, or I don't know the phone number, even though I just told you, <laughs> or, oh, I don't know if he's going to be angry, I don't know if he's going to be crazy, that's fine. You don't got to call in. But this is a fan participation show. Unlike the NBA All-Star game, I appreciate the fan experience, and I want you a part of this show. So... You don't want to call in. You can hit me up on Twitter slash X or wherever the hell that bozo Elon Musk is calling it today. Hit me up on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. Or you can also hit me up on other social media platforms. I'm actually EJ on Instagram and on TikTok. Coming up, like I said, I have a three-point plan that I believe can save NBA All-Star Weekend. What is it? I'll tell you in a second. It is EJ Stewart filling in from Maggie Gray and Andrew Perloff. This is Maggie and Perloff. We'll be right back. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yo, yo, CJ Stewart filling in for Maggie and Andrew here on Maggie and Perloff. I have a three-point plan that I believe can save NBA All-Star Weekend because it needs to be saved. I think some of the conversation I kept seeing was, well, who needs this game? And maybe it could just go away and we find it. No, 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 no. You are not the NFL. <laughs> there are certain sports, certain entities in our American pop culture that are Teflon that can just have things go away that were actually money makers and beneficial for the fan experience, and it doesn't matter. Like the NFL could lose the Pro Bowl and just it not matter because it's the NFL. It's too big to fail. You are not the NFL. Okay, there's again a reason why boxing became what it's become right now. As much as I love boxing, the joke that it is, there's a reason why horse racing became what it became. And if you want to go to much more recent examples and what we've seen recently. The NHL thought we could just not play a season one year and that everything will be fine. We now know that, that everything wasn't fine for the NHL. We now know what the NHL has become. Major League Baseball thought that they could ignore the fans for I don't know how many years. Games too slow, need to get steroids out of the game, all this stuff. And the MLB thought they could just do whatever because they were America's pastime. And we've seen now the ripple effects that has happened for Major League Baseball. So don't come in here telling me, well, it's just an all-star game. It doesn't matter. Everything matters for these sports. There is too much competition when it comes to your attention. I was watching a love reality show before the all-star game, and I didn't have any kind of like uh, uh, motivation or any urgency to get to that all-star game because, damn it, Love is Blind on Netflix is a good-ass show. I enjoy it. It's messy. You see some of the craziest stuff. But you know what? It's entertaining. And me, the NBA lifer, the NBA junkie that I am, went into last night, saw that our Love is Blind watching, I was watching it with my girlfriend, I saw our Love is Blind watching was going to bleed into 8 o'clock, and I said, who cares? This is awesome. I'm not going to turn this off because I got to watch a damn All-Star game. I put it on DVR. If I got to start it from the beginning. And the NBA couldn't even get the start time right on that game. Because they tell you it's at 8 o'clock and then the game starts at 840. So, yes, everything matters. The NBA decides, okay, this weekend we're not going to put on an all-star game. We're going to put on just nothing. We're going to have just, you're going to go away for a week. You really think, again, with the attention span that we have today, you can go away for a week and fans are going to stay invested? No, there's a, a, a importance to the NBA figuring out this All-Star Weekend. It is too important to the fabric of the NBA. It is too too important to the rise in popularity of the sport. Because think about it. The Pro Bowl, nobody nobody thinks of memorable moments from history of the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl 
doesn't have the iconic, is not part of the iconic lifeblood of the sport. But I'll tell you what, Michael Jordan jumping from the free throw line is as important an NBA moment as we have. Dr. J jumping from the free throw line is one of the more iconic moments in NBA history. Larry Bird walking into a locker room saying who's going to come in second and then winning his second straight or third straight NBA three-point shootout, walking off the court with his hand in the air, throwing that one up like he's part of the the the, uh, the bloodline. Like, those are important to the fabric of the NBA. So the NBA can't sit here and think, well, we can just let this thing just go by the wayside and die and it'll be okay. It's important to why the NBA got to be as popular as it is today. But have no fear. I have three things I think can turn this thing around. I have a three-point plan to fix NBA All-Star Weekend. Number one, include the WNBA in the three-point shootout. That is a must. And look, the NBA three-point contest is awesome. There's really, I have almost very little notes for it. It has become the best event that happens on Saturday of the skills competition that they do. The skills competition is a disaster. Throw that in the garbage, and I never want to see it again. Again, they got Scotty Barnes, don't know where to go. He's dribbling the ball out of bounds. We don't need to see that, and it's way too long. Three-point contest is awesome, but we can make it more awesome. In fact, we saw them make it more awesome because despite the announcers trying to ruin it, the Sabrina versus Steph three-point contest was riveting television. Sabrina brought it. We know she can shoot already, but she really brought it. The lights weren't too bright. And she put up a number that was going to be tough for Steph to beat. And then Steph Curry rose to the occasion. But everybody on social media was talking about this. I had friends over. We were most captivated watching that performance. It was everything that's great about sports. So we need more of that. Because as great as the three-point contest was, adding the element of having the women involved actually elevated the three-point contest between Steph and Sabrina. It didn't hurt it. So my thing is, you usually bring eight people to the NBA three-point contest, make it four in the NBA and four in the WNBA and see who's the best shooter. I don't think you lose much by you know, losing four NBA guys with three-point contest. I don't think it's that big a deal. And in fact, maybe you'll actually weed out some of these guys that really shouldn't be in there. Like, I love Jalen Brunson, as everybody knows. I don't know if a three-point contest is like what I think when I think of him as an NBA player. Like, he's a great shooter and he can make threes and he shot the ball extremely well this year. But I think the three-point contest should be, it should be for specialists only, which is why I think Damian Lillard keeps winning. So when we weed out some of the guys that really shouldn't be in there, like I'm fine with Millie Beasley being there because he shot the ball well this year, but maybe we didn't really need him. You could have put in a Caitlin Clark or someone like that next year and nobody would bad not if we didn't have Billy Beasley. So number one, swap in some people from the WNBA to include in the three-point contest. Number two, Slam dunk contest winner gets $5 million. $5 million. And it's sad to me that it's come to this. But I don't know what else we're supposed to do at this point. Jalen Brown, he got booed on Saturday. He put on a performance that was not that great. And the judges tried to rig it for him. That didn't help. I don't know what the hell that was about. Judges, Jacob Toppin is basically jumping off the backboard 
And <laughs> he can't get a better score than Jalen Brown, who's actually failing at the dunks he's trying to do. But that's besides the point. Shout out to him. All right. He's an all-star. He's a name. He tried to bring the dunk contest back by bringing his star power. I'm happy he did it. I have no beef with Jalen Brown. But we know the guys we want to see in the dunk contest. It's not necessarily all about having the biggest stars. Like, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon weren't the biggest stars in the NBA when they did the dunk contest. But we all knew they were the best dunkers, and they had a name. So in order to attract the guys that can actually put on a real show and have some kind of name recognition, you got to put out a number that's so absurd that nobody can turn it down. Because I just watched the the L.A. Lakers play the in-season tournament like they were the 98 Bulls. Just not that long ago. Now it's for, what, $500,000? You're telling me if you put a $5 million purse, I'd bring I'd, I'd bring a duffel bag of $5 million. I'd just put it at center court. Bro, I'd start training for that dunk contest right now. There you go. I'm not even in the league. Carlos is about 5'10". He's going to learn how to dunk so he can somehow get into the dunk contest. That's how big that number is for me. I could clap that backboard, though. <laughs> Steph did it last night, too. Put a $5 million purse in the dunk contest. You're telling me Anthony Edwards is turning that down? You're telling me Zion Williamson is turning that down? You're telling me Ja Morant is turning that down? He couldn't do it this year because he was hurt, so I'm not going to. It's not his fault, but he has skipped the dunk contest in years past. They ain't turning down $5 million. I know those guys make a lot of money, but you could make $5 million in one night. That's a hell of a, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of an evening, okay? So, number two, $5 million purse for the dunk contest winner. Lastly, number three, the All-Star game. Home court advantage of the NBA Finals needs to be on the line for the All-Star game. And I am someone who has resisted this for years. I didn't mind it in Major League Baseball the way other people hated it. I, I was fine to me. The problem with Major League Baseball was they didn't coach the game like it meant anything. So I had a problem with, you know, like like you know like the third the third string catcher of the NBA All- of the MLB All Star game hitting the RBI that you know wins the home court advantage for the American League I didn't like that part of it because to me it's all right if this really is for World Series home field advantage then guess what Pedro Martinez needs to pitch seven innings like you should be pitching this like this is a real game so there was there was this confusion about like what the game actually meant and how the players played it and coached it so that's why I don't think it worked in the NBA it'd be different there's less players. So there's less chance that somebody that has nothing to do with the playoff race is making any kind of impact on the game. And number two, the sport clearly needs it. They need some kind of incentive. And I'm up for all options, 855-212-4227. I'm not going to sit here and say I have the best ideas because, I mean, at this point, I'm open to all ideas, 855-212-4227. But something needs to be done, and I think it has to be rash. Which is why I'm giving $5 million to someone who wins the dunk contest. Well, I'm saying, you know what? NBA Finals, yes, home court advantage is not on the line for this game. It sucks that we've come to this point that players need this kind of incentive, but that's where we're at. I want to sneak in one phone call before we get to the update from my good friend, uh, Pete McCarthy. Let's go to James, who's in Harrisburg, PA. What's up, James? You're on CBS Sports Radio with EJ Stewart. Hey, I agree with you totally. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, James. What's happening? Hey, uh, I mean, clearly you need some type of incentive. I mean, the money that you just stated would 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 incentivize you know the All Star Game. I also thought maybe they, if you added 
since it's a family event, maybe a family vacation for the team that wins, I think that would be cool. Just something else because it just seems like they're there to kind of socialize with the other All-Stars and, you know, it, it, with their families, which is cool. But like you said before, it's nothing for the fans to be excited about. And I got to be honest, I didn't watch none of it. Mm. And I've been watching the All-Star game since, you know, back in the 80s, you know. So it's just not fun anymore. I don't see anything. The guys are not competitive. They're just kind of playing around. I don't know. It's just it's not appealing anymore. I feel you, James. Thanks so much for the phone call. It's 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 sad because I think, like I said earlier, it would be different if the All Star Game wasn't so interwoven with the history of the actual league. Like again, for something where even Major League Baseball doesn't have this problem, NHL doesn't have this problem, and definitely the NFL doesn't have this problem. Like. MLB has his all-star moments like, you know, Pete Rose, you know, you know diving headfirst or running over the catcher and the guy actually ended up being injured for, like, the rest of his career. Like, that was terrible. But, like, there are some moments from those all-star games in the, in, in the back in the day that were important and it mattered. But it's not the same. Again, there's nothing from an NHL all-star game that matters towards the fabric and the identity. That's what I was looking for. Like, the NBA all-star game and the all-star week in itself is you can't untether it from the identity of the NBA. That's the problem. Because, again, when I, your most iconic player, Michael Jordan, who has maybe the most iconic brand in America, Jordan brand, him, the Jumpman logo is him jumping from the free throw line. That came from an all-star weekend. He didn't do that in an NBA game. He didn't do that at the NBA Finals. He didn't put, he didn't change the Jordan brand logo from the Jumpman jump from the free throw line to the pose after hitting the shot over Brian Russell. He didn't change it to that. It's still jump man, jump man, jump from the free throw line. Again, we think about Dr. J and the combining of the NBA and the ABA and how a lot of that has to do with that NBA All-Star Weekend that happened and him jumping from the free throw line. Again, these are moments that are too interwoven with the sport to say, well, we can just move on from it. It's not that big a deal. 855-212-4227. I want to get to more of your phone calls in a second. I want to get to my guy, Pete McCarthy, who has updates. What's up, Pete? What's up, EJ? Well, let's hit the uh, one event that did seem to work this weekend. You mentioned a couple of times here. Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu, the WNBA star in the three-point contest. And and this wasn't billed like Battle of the Sexes, the famous infamous tennis match between Bobby Riggs and Billie Jean King. This was, this was good vibes only here. Steph trying to help promote the women's game. And Curry did win the competition. He had to sweat. Ionescu made it close, 29-26, the final. Steph noted afterwards that both would have actually advanced out of the first round of the actual three-point contest, so both had to perform at a top level. Uh, This is Ionescu on the meaning of the moment immediately after. I think a night like tonight shows um, a lot of young girls and young boys that if you can shoot, you can shoot. And um, it it doesn't matter um, if you're a girl or boy. I think it just matters the heart that you have and wanting to be the best that you can be. Courtesy of TNT, the broadcast at the time seemed to be rooting for Ian Escu, right? It was... 
everyone's feeling good about all this, and then the coverage took a weird turn. Kenny Smith felt that Ionescu should have shot from the women's line to make it a fair contest. Now, Ionescu had insisted on shooting from the same line and, and nearly did beat Steph, as everybody mm-hmm. had just seen. And then Reggie Miller went back at Kenny saying, why are you putting these boundaries on her? And, and Reggie really didn't let it go, leading to this back and forth. Well, according to you, you want her just playing with dolls, right? No, I want her, I want her to shoot from <laughs> no, where she shoots from. No, she does shoot threes in the game, not from there. Caitlin Court, coming up, it's the ATT slam dunk. Kevin Harlan wow. trying to save the day in vain there. But uh, Reggie really going at Kenny Smith a little bit there. But it was just so weird. And I think everybody was watching. Why is Kenny Smith taking this angle at this time after something that so clearly worked and felt good for everybody? Look, Kenny Smith, uh, New York City icon, and me being from New York City, like, you know, I, I, I got love for Kenny Smith. But he had a wretched night. <laughs> There's no other way to describe it. Like, between that exchange and, and credit to Reggie Miller, I think, Reggie Miller has daughters, I believe, so I think that might have been part of why he really went after Kenny a little bit on that and didn't allow him to just let that fly the way maybe others would have. But I don't know. I don't know what Kenny's deal was. It's unfortunate because I think that in some ways, again, also we can – it kind of comes synonymous with his voice. And he sounded so uninterested and sounded like such a hater the entire night. It started with that three-point contest, and then it went into the dunk contest where, again, like every – Again, Jake, you know, Jacob Toppin, I know nobody knows who he is, but, I mean, he's doing dunks that nobody's ever seen before, and he's talking about how terrible they are. It's like, bro, if you don't want to be there, then just give someone else the mic. He sounded bitter the entire weekend. It was like really old man yells at Cloud. Like, back in my day, you know, we had to walk 10 miles in the snow to get to get to school. Kenny was not interested this weekend at all. Yeah, and it's just unfortunate because, as Pete mentioned, like, that was a moment that we didn't know how it was going to go. Like, we see the terrible commentary that we see about women's basketball and on the WNBA constantly, especially on social media. So coming into this, I felt like the vibes were good from what I had seen, but you still don't know. And then you watch the event happen and you see the lead up to it and you see the reaction to it. And it's mostly all positive and only Kenny Smith took it in a way that, that made it uh, a negative thing. So that was unfortunate because uh, Sabrina was fantastic. Steph was fantastic there. I think their sportsmanship was great also to show kids as well. But, like, I don't know. Like, that was such a great event. And somehow it got sidetracked because of the commentary. Yeah, that was the the headline afterwards was about the commentary instead of it. It, it actually, I think, to some degree overshadowed what happened. So, yeah, it was uh, just kind of a, a strange thing for something that actually worked this weekend. And just one last stop before I uh, throw it back to you. I mean, we're talking about the All-Star Games and, and trying to fix all these things. It's a problem in all the sports. To me, it's all-star games are for 12-year-olds, man. Like, it's never going to be as good as it was when you were a kid. It's just, I, I think that's, do you think a 12-year-old was entertained last night by that? Just watching guys chuck threes from midcourt? I think they were. I don't see, I don't think so. I, I think no? that, I, I know, I, I think that when we think about what is exciting about the NBA, I don't think, I look, I love three-pointers, like, but I don't think three-pointers what I think about when I think of excitement. I think of guys jumping off the gym. I think of guys colliding in the air and seeing these great confrontations. Like, I don't think that when I think of excitement, even as a kid and looking from a 12-year-old lens, that I think it's guys just shooting from half court. And, like, I'm not saying you can't, par- I can't I can't. I'm not saying you can't have some of that in the game. You should have some of that. Again, Damon Lillard can actually shoot from there, and what he was doing was phenomenal, no question. But I don't know. Again, I'm watching those kids sitting there in the stands. They didn't look. They were just sitting there like it was a regular game. I mean, mm. that crowd which is going to be a lot of kids in the crowd. 
it was dead. And I saw, yeah. you know, Shaq on the post game. I think it was Shaq, or and I've seen Draymond Green for sure during the game. Was kind of complaining about the NBA Indiana crowd and how they were dead. And uh, I heard the same thing all over the course of last year with the Utah crowd. I, I'm not. I'm done with blaming Utah and Indiana. Okay, like I get it. It's not New York. It's not Vegas. It's not L.A. It's not Miami. It's not a warm weather place you want to be. But do not blame those good people of those states and those cities for you guys giving a crap effort and the fans not reacting. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I think that is so low of these players that keep blaming the market for why NBA All-Star Weekend isn't better when it's their fault. They're the reason why the fans aren't reacting to this. So I don't know, Pete. I just I, I do not look at that it's as a an event. Point. And it's see, a fair point. And see I, that the kids I, are, are, are the difference there. I think maybe if it was a close game, do we get a good last three minutes? Right? They right. turn it up for that. We didn't get that last night. We didn't, and it's unfortunate. Thanks so much to the great Pete McCarthy. Again, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. We're talking NBA All-Star Weekend. I've given you my three-point plan to fix NBA All-Star Weekend. What are your ideas? I want to hear them. 855-212-4CBS. EJ, EJ Stewart filling in for Maggie and Perloff. We'll be right back. Hey, I tell you what, man. I, I could be in the worst mood, which... I kind of am because how terrible that All-Star game was. But good music will always bring me back real quick. Shout out to my guys, Nico and Carlos behind the glass, doing a fantastic job. Shout out to Meek Mill, Drake, amen, coming back from the break. CJ Stewart filling in for Maggie and Perloff, 855-212-4227. That is 855-212-4CBS is the number to call. Let's head out to California where my guy Big Friendly is on the line. What's up, Big Friendly? Hey, EJ, how you doing, man? Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, what's up? What do you got for me? So my my thing is, when it comes to the All-Star Games, the All-Star Games, and you forgot one iconic moment, is when Spud Webb made that front double-clutch dunk. 100%. To me, that was one of the best dunks in history. A man, I think he was like 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can talk um, about Spud Webb. We can talk about Vince Carter going between the legs. Like it's and it's, it's they, the They're Browns, so important to the fabric of the league. D. Brown's closed eyes, lean dunk. I mean, I to me personally, and this is just my personal opinion, mm-hmm. I think the all-star games, football and basketball, have went away from the game and more to marketing. Mm. When Michael Jordan and them, I don't want to keep beating a whole horse, but when Michael Jordan and those players played, they didn't take days off. We got players now who are making quarter of a billion dollars taking nights out, taking nights off. When you have an NBA game that's more about promoting the basketball and not promoting the all-star game and the family aspect of it, it turns to like we had this weekend just to show that it's not interesting. Mm. You're right, big friend. Yeah. So I appreciate you taking my call, EJ. That's what's Thank up. you so much, my man. You have a great day. Thanks so much, big friendly. Thanks so much for the phone calls. And, and look, he's not wrong on that. It's interesting. you know. I, and shout out to Scoop Jackson. I thought he had... And, you know, it wasn't like it was, it was Nostradamus here, but, I mean, he had a really good column prior to All-Star Weekend talking about how this was going to be terrible and it was going to be a tough experience and how the NBA All-Star Weekend, as we knew it, was dead. And one of the things he mentioned that I think is lost whenever I argue with people, and I think it's important to mention, especially me sitting in this chair, uh, one of the things he mentioned in his column, I think he, I, forgive me, I, I don't remember the exact outlet. It's one of the Chicago outlets he writes for, but he mentioned how, NBA All-Star Weekend is essentially the Black Super Bowl. And 
I think that's important when we talk about why this kind of thing matters. Because like the Super Bowl, when I was there last week, all the celebrities come out. It's all about the whining and dining. It's all about the just it's 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 a spectacle beyond just the game. And for a lot of it, it is, a lot of it is black entertainment people that will come out for this kind of event. So what Big Friendly is saying is true. It has become really almost only that. Like I think that's the problem is that well that's an important factor when we talk about the importance of All Star Weekend. It can't be that that's the only thing we have. It can't just be that it's essentially, you know, a party weekend for everybody and then there is nothing that the fans can actually tap into. Guess what? The fans aren't the ones that are shaking hands with Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle and these famous, you know, celebrities and actresses. 855-212-4227. More NBA All-Star Weekend. And also, will LeBron really retire without telling anybody? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.